The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Well, hey guys, I want to thank you for joining us on today's webinar. We're going to be talking about Google Places and how to merge your old Google Places listing with the new Google Plus Local. And um, looks like we got a strong turnout, so I'm excited. Um, you know, the, the the real goal behind these sessions is to break away from the, the traditional webinar that runs an hour, goes through 10 minutes of why the internet's important and 10 minutes of you know who we are and what we do and really just cuts through the fat and gets straight to the point on a very specific internet marketing topic that you can sink your teeth into and implement right away so my goal behind these sessions is to keep it you know less than 10 minutes get to a very specific topic and then open up for questions answer questions about that specific topic and then you know let you pick my brain on any questions that are pressing to you about internet marketing search engine optimization google map optimization social media and really spend the majority of the time on the webinar interacting about things that are relevant to you so i know we're all excited about the fourth of july and uh you know i'm sure you guys are probably maybe taking a long weekend this weekend but i do see i've got a number of you here this is an interactive webinar so i'm live you're on the session if you have questions, you can raise your hand like um, Cynthia did. Cynthia, I'm going to try and unmute you. Cynthia, did you have a specific question that you wanted to ask before we get started? Okay, maybe not. Maybe you did that by accident. I'm going I'm to mute you again. There's, a, there's an option if you're logged in on the web that you can raise your hand and I can see you and unmute you and we can talk live. Or there's a questions box. So please post your questions. That way we can dive in and discuss those questions. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into the topic, how to merge your Google Places listing with the new Google Plus local listing. Um, and so what we're going to cover on the, on the session is the latest changes with the Google Map listing. And it's kind of like a constantly changing equation. Things are constantly moving. So I'm going to bring you up to speed with some of the changes that have happened. I'm going to do a quick recap of the critical criteria for getting ranked on the Google Map. Um, you know, this session isn't going to be one of my one-hour-long. Here's how you get ranked on the Map sessions. It's really going to focus specifically on how to merge your listing. But I do want to recap some of the critical elements that you need to be paying attention to, and then we're going to go drill down into actually how to merge your places listing with your Google Plus local listing. So we'll just start real quick. We'll talk about the fundamentals for getting ranked on the Google Map. Um, you know, there really are three core elements that go into getting ranked in the Google Map. The first is having a claimed and verified Google Plus local listing or a Google Map listing. And you do that by going to google.com slash plus, setting up a profile, creating a local business page, and, and building it out as much as possible. Having the information about your company, the services that you provide, uploading pictures, uploading videos, so that your your listing's hyper relevant and it's hyper you know uh, you know relevant to the area that you serve, and that's really where most people stop, right? Okay, so we've claimed our listings and we're done, and there's nothing else to be done. But that's really just 10% of the effort. The other 90% of the effort that's going to go into actually getting you ranked on the Google Map is the rest of the work, which is really the other two criteria: is having consistency of your name, address, and phone number across the web through citation development and having good legitimate online reviews from your real customers 
in your real service area. And so citations are just web references of your company's name, address, and phone number. And you get citations on sites like um, Angie's List and City Search and YellowPages.com and Best of the Web and Hot Frog. And there are literally hundreds and hundreds of online directories that your company could be in. And so one of the things Google looks at to determine whether you're a legitimate player in your market or not is if you show up in these various directories and on these various sites. But the critical piece of it is consistency of your name, address, and phone number. So you want to make sure you're referenced the same way on Angie's List, the same way on Judy's book, the same way on yellowpages.com, and there's consistency of your name, address, and phone number profile all across the web. And then, of course, the other critical element is the reviews. And the best way to get reviews is to ask for them and have a strategic process where you're requesting reviews after service. And I like to say, have as many different touch points to request that review as possible. I mean, if you can have a card printed up in advance and have your technicians hand those cards out saying, thanks for your business, here's a link to the review page on our site. We'd love it if you could write a review. That's a great play. If you've got a system set up where an email goes out to the customer after service, thanking them for their business and giving them a direct link to the various places where they can write your review, that's a great play. And you can also potentially put it on your invoice, right? If you're leaving the customer with an invoice, hey, we'd love it if you'd write us a review. And so if you have these three elements working in your favor, having a properly claimed and optimized Google Map listing at google.com slash plus and setting up your local business page, consistency of your name, address, and phone number across all the major online directories, and a lot of real authentic reviews from your customers in your real service area, you're well on your way to ranking well in the Google Map. And so if you are, are one of the folks that are on this webinar because you read my book, The Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing Contractors, or you downloaded our free guide at our website, plumberseo.net, then um, you know some things have changed. There was a time that, I just got a question so I got a little distracted. Um, there was a time that all you had to do was go to google.com slash places, and that's the way that it's referenced in the book, and you set up a Google Places listing. Well, some changes have come down the pipe. And so Google transitioned from Google Places to what they call Google Plus Local. And so Google set up Google Plus as their social media engine, kind of the answer to Facebook with some additional spins and some additional options. But within Google Plus, you have the ability to set up a page for your business. And so in that transition, Google has now made Google Plus Local the primary engine for controlling your Google Map listing. And so you have to follow the process now, even if you had a claimed Google Places listing, to set up your Google Plus Local page and merge it with your old Google Places listing. And that's what we're going to be covering on this brief, short and to the point session. And I just want to stop for a second because, like I said, this is live. I want you to ask questions. I want this to be interactive, and there have been a couple comments that I want to address. Um, Steve Rattrell is asking whether there's going to be a replay of the webinar. Absolutely, I'll send you a link where you can watch a recording of this webinar as well as some additional resources that walk you through uh, implementing some of this stuff. And James just wanted to say hello. So, hey, James Cole, thanks for joining us on, on the webinar, and I appreciate you, uh, you saying hi. 
So let's talk about how to merge. There are really five simple steps to merging your old Google Places listing with the new Google Plus local listing. Um, you know, and I'm going to go into depth on each one of these, but real quick, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to log in to your Google account with the Gmail or the Google profile that was set up to claim your Google Places listing. From there, you're going to make sure that you have a personal profile page on Google Plus, and then you're going to um, and then you're going to set up a business page for that as well. From there, I'm going to show you how to do it. You're going to get a pin in the in the mail. You're going to type in that pin, and you'll be good to go. Um, so James has a follow-up question for the people that are using your services. Do I need to merge, or is this something you're going to do? So James Cole is one of our customers. James, yeah, actually, this is something we've already taken care of for you, so you don't need to worry about this. Um, it's really more just an educational um, overview. But I'm sure you'll get benefit from it if you want to stick around, and I will be available live in a few minutes here for, for additional questions and answers. Hope that answered. Okay, great. Thanks, James. Okay, so first you want to make sure whether or not you have a merged or unmerged listing. And so a non-merged listing, when you go to it, it's going to say manage this page right within your listing. And there's going to only be two options along the top, about us and photos. And so it would look something like this. If you go to Google and the way you would pull this up, you'd go to Google and you type in your company and then the city and the state that you're in. And then you would find your listing and it would say your company name with the link that says the number of reviews that you have or more information if you don't have any reviews. When you click on that page, you're going to get to your Google Places listing. And if what you see at the top says About and Photos, only those two options, and it says down on the bottom right-hand column, Manage this page, that would be an indication that you haven't completed the merge process on your Google Plus local listing. And on the same token, if you did that same search and you found your listing and it was merged, then you'd see something like this, where it says about at the top post photos and videos. So there's additional options and no longer is that manage page button available. So that's how you'll be able to tell if you or your guys that are doing this for you have done this properly and completed the process. So once you've done this and you've identified, okay, I either have a listing that needs to be merged or I don't. The first thing you want to do is go to google.com slash places and log in. Ideally, you want to complete this process on the same Google account that was used to claim your Google Places listing initially. So you don't create a duplicate uh, or wind up creating a, an additional version of something that already exists. And so you would go to google.com slash places, which is a screen that looks like this. You go to the top right-hand corner. You click the sign in button. And once you sign in, if you get a dashboard that shows some statistics, gives you some information about your company and where you're located, well then you can feel pretty confident that you've got the right Google account and now you can go to the next step which is to go ahead and go to google.com slash plus which is now your Google Plus area. And so once you're in Google Plus you're going to go to the home area and you're going to set up a page for your business. And so once you log in, you'll see a screen that looks like this. If you scroll to the all the way to the top left-hand corner, up in the area where it says home, there'll be a little box that pops out. And down the list is something that says pages and local. 
what you're going to start with is you're going to click pages you're going to click on that and then it's going to give you the option to create a page for your business and so you'll get a pop-up screen that looks like this and you want to click the one that says local business or place because you're setting up a local business page you're not setting up a a brand or some other entity so you definitely want to click local business and then type in your number so you're gonna type in the phone number of your business the main name address phone number that was used in your Google places listing and ideally what we're looking for is Google to match this phone number to a listing that already exists on Google places so instead of creating a duplicate version what you're doing is you're matching to an existing page and then you know there's gonna be options of things that you can fill out the information about your company your phone number your website address opportunity to upload pictures photos videos it's all pretty self-explanatory um, once you've saved that now within that same area where your pages are you'll have this button at the bottom that says manage this page and so that's where you're gonna go in and complete the merge process so you've logged into Google Place plus local you've created a personal page then you've created a business page now it's showing up in your dashboard you have to complete the process by merging and verifying your listing so what you're gonna do is go back into that same section and you're gonna request a pin and so that same button that I was showing you below where it said manage your listing you would get to a screen that looks like this you'd be able to click the request a new pin button and it will say okay where do we mail the pin it's gonna use the address that's already in your Google business listing but then it's gonna ask for the name of whose attention this should be sent and press submit and a postcard now is gonna be in the mail coming to you so you have to wait a few days you gotta wait for your postcard to arrive once it gets there you're gonna get a postcard it's gonna look something like this on the reverse side of it is gonna be your pin number and so you're gonna log back into google.com slash plus gonna go back to that same area where you manage your listing and this time instead of requesting a pin you click the little link that says enter your pin type in the pin code that's on the postcard and you're done you've actually merged your Google places listing with your Google plus local listing and just to confirm that you have all the settings right and everything is clean when you log in to your personal Google profile with the you know the exact same username and password that you use to do this whole process in the top right hand corner where your face will be you'll get a drop down and underneath that is going to be your Google Plus page or your Google Plus local page and so when you've got that you know that you've properly merged your Google places and your Google Plus local listing and so I do have a live screencast video that you can watch at plumberseo.net slash merge and on that video I actually do this live so as opposed to just looking at screen flow like like you just saw you'll see me log in log out where I upload what I click and it's available there at plumberseo.net slash merge but this should really clarify the process of how to merge your Google places and your Google Plus local listing as promised I actually went a little bit longer I went 15 minutes but the goal of these sessions is to keep uh, to keep the content short sweet to the point cut through the clutter give you something that you can sink your teeth into that'll make an instant impact 
and not waste a lot of your time, and then open it up for questions. So now I've got a couple questions on the dashboard here I want to address. Now is the time if you've got questions, you can either raise your hand on, um, on the webinar or you can type your question in. So let me address these questions. Cynthia is asking, I have two businesses at the same address. Google Plus is having a hard time with this. I tried Suite A and Suite B. Do you have any additional advice? Um, I do. Obviously, you don't want to have two businesses at the same address. Um, creating a, a fictitious Suite A, Suite B type of scenario isn't going to be your best play. My question is, are they legitimately two different businesses? Um, is it like a plumbing company and some totally other kind of company? If you could post an update to that, I can definitely address that question. Yes, it's a real estate business and a plumbing company. Are they both owned by you or are they owned by two separate people? Okay, one person. So one person owns a real estate company and a plumbing company and they're both at the same address. It, unfortunately, this is going to create a duplicate, uh, a duplicate concern in Google's mind. And so one listing is going to be the predominant listing and the other listing is um, going to have an issue really ranking on the Google map at that same location. So what I would say is I, I don't know how important it is for you to either have them both, but um, you're, you're probably not going to get both. One of them is going to take the predominant space and that's, you know, that's really going to be it. So what I would recommend would be to remove one from your dashboard, select the one that's the most important at that location, and update it. The one thing you might want to try, and, and again, it may or may not work, try using a different phone number for each one of these listings and you know, try and really develop the citations across the web if you necessarily have to have both at the same address. But um, it, it's going to be tough when trying to have two businesses rank at the same exact location. Okay, I was thinking, how do office park address? Okay, so she's now asking, what if I have an office park address? And if I understand correct, there, there's a couple different options for getting mailboxes for your business, right? There's the UPS stores, there's PO boxes, there's virtual offices, there's home addresses. The, the first two or three that I just mentioned are, are going to be bad plays. So trying to set up a PO box and make that your primary address for your business won't work for you on the Google map. Google's not looking to show companies that don't actually have a physical location. So a PO box is obviously not a physical location. They don't tend to rank well. Um, using a UPS store or a mailboxes, etc., there was a time where that worked well. I knew businesses that set up uh, mailbox, etc., addresses all over town, added them to the Google map, and wound up ranking a lot of different areas. Google's really cracked down on that in the last couple months. And so that's um, probably not going to work very well for you in the long term. It might work temporarily. Right now it's not working very well. If you don't have an actual address that's a unique you know, small office that you can use, one option is to get a virtual office. And so a virtual office is a, a commercial building that will rent you a, like a cubicle, right? And they'll give you a unique suite number at their location that's recognized by the U.S. postal system. And then you'll have a unique address that you can put into Google Maps. And so that's an option that we've seen worked in some scenarios. 
and uh, and or use a use a home address that's not being used by your business. Just hide that address in the settings within the dashboard. And she says, "Thank you." So thank you for your question. I hope it I hope it helps. I wish I could say, "Yeah, you're going to rank five different businesses or two different businesses at the same address." I just haven't been able to uh, see that work out too well um, in too many scenarios. So I hope that that addresses your question. Okay, so Craig now has a question. Craig says, I follow Google's rules about not posting my home address. My plumber works from his home, and although his business shows up under his name, it doesn't show up in, uh, in any other searches. So Google does, in their Google Places or Google Plus local guidelines, say you shouldn't list a business address uh, publicly on the Google Map. And they give you an option within the settings to hide your address. And I can, I can list a number of scenarios where we have plumbing businesses that do work from a home business and have been able to get them to rank very well in the Google Map. So what you want to do is within your Google Places settings, and if you go to that google.com slash um, plumberseo.net slash merge, uh, I'll add a link to that where I have a, a guide for how to properly claim and optimize your Google Places listing or your Google Plus local listing. Uh, you want to hide your address within the settings. That way you're not breaking any, Google, any of Google's rules. And then the other two criteria are super important. So having citations that reference that home address, having consistency of how the company's name, address, and phone number are referenced across the web, and then having a lot of real reviews from your real customers in your real service area, that's going to give you a great possibility of ranking well on the map despite the fact that um, you work from a home or your, 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 your plumber works from a home address. So Craig's follow-up, I have an electrician also working from his home and includes his home address, and he shows up well in search. Yeah, so he probably has some of those other criteria working in his favor. So your, your other, you know, the other plumber, he's not, not ranking on the map because it's a home address. There must be something else going on, either with inconsistency of the name, address, and phone number, or not having enough citations, or just being in a hyper-competitive market that is preventing him from being able to rank as he could in the Google map. So Craig, I hope that, well, I see another follow-up question from you, so I'll try and jump straight to that. Let's see. Uh, so our, so Craig's question is, are citation lists a PO box? That should be changed to a home address. Absolutely. So the citation needs to be referencing, or so your citations or your web references, your directories, should be referencing whatever address you're trying to build credibility for in Google Maps. And so if it's a home address, then those citations should, and you, you want to check and make sure that the, the, the plumbing business owner is comfortable having their home address listed on Angie's List and City Search and rest of the web. But yeah, that that's needs to be the, the home address that's referenced as opposed to, to a P.O. box. So Craig, I hope that clarifies. Um, I hope that really does clarify that for you. Okay, so James Cole has a question. When our company moves from one address to another in a different zip code, how quickly does it does the address need to change? So there are some there's some new guidelines around how to change your address, and you know there, there's a process that needs to be followed to let Google know. Okay, we've moved from location A to location B, um, and and if you do it right, it can be a pretty seamless process. You want to update it relatively quickly, and you want to make sure that we get into your main citation sources, so all of those places where we've referenced your other address 
and bring them up to speed with the new address. So as soon as you have that new address and you can start to receive mail there, let us know and we'll go in and we'll make those updates for you because the sooner we jump on that and start to update your listings, the better. So James, I hope that that answers your question. Let's see. Got a couple, we got a lot of questions. I really appreciate you guys interacting on this one and, and, and asking your questions. I hope that this adds value. Yep, okay, so Craig said that was probably his issue, the fact that there was a P.O. box in his listing. So good, I, I, I'm glad that helps. All right, so Sandro Tiani has a question. Thanks for joining us, Sandro. Um, how to edit citations when the business is moving its location? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say there's a push button option that works really well. There's a lot of companies that claim to have it, like yex.com and um, I'm trying to think, Universal Business Listing. They all say they've got like an API where you can go in one place, change the address and press submit and presto bango, all the citations are updated. Um, we've tested these. They, are, they have some benefits. They do make some things easier, but it really isn't as clean and simple as, as they make it seem. It's a manual process. Work needs to be done. There are tools like brightlocal.com that can be used where you can type in your company's name, address, and phone number. It will scour the web and identify what all of the main citation sources are, are referencing. And you need to systematically log into yellowpages.com and log into angieslist.com and log into yelp.com and update that with the new address. And so it's a manual process, it needs to be done. There are tools to help you streamline it so you can keep track and do a cleaner job. And uh, the one I just referenced there is brightlocal.com. So Sandra has a follow-up question, I think. Uh, question from Sandra. Sandra, I, I answered that just then. I hope that uh, answers your question. If you have a follow-up to that, just, just let me know. Uh, okay, he says, that's a tough task. Uh, yeah, it is a tough task. It's it's time consuming. Obviously, it's important because ranking on the Google Map is probably the number one place that consumers look when they search for your plumbing related services. So, is it time consuming? Yes. Is it essential? I mean, does somebody need to go in and do it? Absolutely, because having the consistency of your name, address, and phone number with that address listed correctly makes it so that you can rank better in the Google Map. So. I hope that answers your question, Sandro. Feel free to, to post a follow-up to that. So, yep, okay, good, we're good. Thank you, appreciate that. Craig says, Craig Atterbury, if I got slapped by Google for using a UPS store address, do you just start over? And the answer is yes. Um, and it depends upon how you define start over, but you're probably best served to... Um, to start over. I mean, literally take whatever that Google account was, delete it, you know, delete it from your dashboard as a, as a profile that you can control and then reestablish your location. And so the way you reestablish your location is get an address other than a UPS store, um, go to the google.com slash plus, add a new business, get it added to the Google map, and then systematically develop your citations for that new address with a new name, address, and phone number. Um, yeah, it happens. I, I've seen it happen a lot, especially, so he's saying he had a UPS store, he got slapped, he fell off the map, he's trying to work his way back up, and it's not working out. Um, 
I see that happen mostly when you had multiple. So you didn't just go for one UPS store. Maybe you went for like five or six. So you could show up in multiple markets. Google had visual inspectors or, you know, people looking on Google and pulling up map searches and really just deleting companies as a result of that. And so that's where I see the, um, the slaps having the biggest impact. So, yeah, I would suggest start over in, in that environment. So great questions, great feedback. I really appreciate the engagement. Um, I, I'm here. So if you have questions, most of these have been maps-based. If you've got questions about things outside of the Google Maps, let's address them. Let's, uh, let's get them out on the table. All right, so Cynthia has a follow-up question. Just because, uh, just because I'd like to hear it, what are the percentages of increased leads with Google's 41st page listing, 41, 41st page listings. I'm not sure, Cynthia, I apologize. I don't know if I follow that question. Um, so if you send me a follow-up to it, I'll definitely, I'll definitely answer it. Okay, hold on. Should be first. Oh, okay, so what? How, how big an impact does it have on your traffic if you're in the first spot? And listen, there, there are all kinds of reports on this from Comscore, from Bright Local, you know, saying that the number one listing gets, you know, whatever the number is, 40, 50% of the clicks. Um, I, I don't know the exact number. I don't know that there's an exact mathematical number to it. I can say that when we move a customer or a client from being, you know, middle of page one to the top spot, the traffic increases exponentially. I mean, a vast majority of the people are clicking on the first three listings and predominantly in the organic section. So their eyes tend to go straight to the non-paid listings, which are the map listings in the organic section. So Cynthia, I hope that answers your question. No problem about the typo there. I gotcha. Okay, Steve's got a question. Steve Luttrell, thanks for joining us. Um, Addresses in gated communities because the little cars don't enter these areas. Did I miss? Maybe I missed the rest of the question. Um, send me a follow-up on that, Steve, and I'll, I'll try and answer it. James Cole, James says, Some people don't have Google Plus account and don't want to create one and won't leave feedback. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So getting reviews on the Google map is really important. And so you want to have a strategy where you're sending out emails, asking customers to write a review. But if they don't have a Google profile, they can't write you a review on Google. And so rather than trying to force people into that process, I mean, if somebody doesn't have a Google account and you're saying, hey, I'd love if you write me a review, and then giving them as the only option to write you a review Google Maps, you're basically saying, spend 10 minutes figuring out how to set up a Google account on Google and then write me a review. Um, that's less than ideal for two reasons. First of all, most of your customers aren't going to take the time. Second of all, that review is not going to carry as much weight as it could because Google looks at the reviewer's profile. And if they just set up a profile on Google for the sake of writing your review and they've only written one review, it's probably going to wind up getting filtered out or washed away. So you're much better served when you ask people to write your review to give them a variety of options. And so Google Maps obviously is one of those. Angie's List might be one of those. Yelp might be one of those. And we'll find that a lot of consumers have different habits of how they interact online. 
And so one consumer that's a very active Angie's List user might not have a Google profile, but if you give them the option to write the review very simply on Angie's List, they're going to gravitate straight to that Angie's List review site. They're going to click on it and they'll write the review. And same for a Yelp listing person. Some people are just avid Yelp users. They write reviews after every restaurant that they go to, after every entertainment experience that they have. And so that user is going to go straight to your Yelp listing and write you the review. So making sure that you have a diverse set of options of where people can write reviews is really the right play. And um, you don't want just reviews on Google Maps anyways. You want to diversify where your reviews are happening because Google is looking across the spectrum. They're looking to see what reviews you have on yellowpages.com, on Yelp, on Angie's List, and all of that plays a factor in how you ultimately rank in the in the Google Map listings. So great question, James. I hope that that answered your question. It looks like it looks like Craig had a follow-up. We got slapped when we verified our merge. Interesting. So you're suggesting that you followed the merge process and after that merge transpired, your listing took a hit. Um, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it, the only thing I can say is there's a possibility there was something less than savory in Google's eyes as far as their, you know, the name, the address, the phone number, something not being totally on the up and up. And so when you went through the merge process, Google said, wait a minute, this isn't a real location. And at that point, shut your listing down. And I guess that's a possibility. And something you want to weigh as you do this process, if you don't have a real location or if you did something less than, you know, less than ideal um, and, and you're ranking on the map, you might be better served to leave well enough alone if there's you know some underlying issue that could cause you a problem. Okay, so Cynthia had a follow-up comment. Um, Josh, I took your advice about reviews from your podcast and printed clear labels on the back of our business card. That way we can peel off the link to the review site that the customer wants. I love that. That is a great strategy. So apparently she printed up some labels that are clear and what she's doing is based on what the customer wants to do or where they want to write a review, she puts it right on the back of the business card and gives that to the customer. Cynthia, that's a great idea. I really appreciate you sharing that that with us. That takes what even what I was saying to, to a different level and it's a great it's a great strategy. Um, if they like Yahoo, I give them a business card with the Yahoo review site. Beautiful. I, I love it. So James had a follow-up here. How do you rebuild the morons that leave? Oh, how do you rebut the morons that leave reviews saying that your company charges thousands of dollars for fourteen-dollar parts? Unfortunately, the, the one of the most common sets of reviews that you get on the negative side of the equation is negative reviews about price. So they felt like you overcharged or they felt like something was um, unfair from a price perspective. And at the end of the day, you're going to have some negative reviews. The way that you handle those reviews, the way that you address them gives you the ability to position yourself. But remember, part of the equation here is we want quantity of reviews so that Google sees us as legitimate players. And so we're, we're having a process where we're systematically requesting and getting reviews. The reality is nobody's perfect. 
some people, you know, some people are going to write bad reviews. Um, having reviews on your online profiles helps you with conversion. So somebody's trying to decide who they're going to hire. They come across your review site. They see that you've got 15 reviews, and let's just say 13 of them are good reviews and two of them are negative. That seems a whole heck of a lot more authentic than somebody that's got 15 pristine reviews. Because the reality is everybody's going to get a negative review now and then, no matter how good you are. The way that you address something like a price concern or a, you know an upset customer about price, I would say make a public you know a public response to them saying, "Hey, look, we're really sorry about any misunderstanding of the price. We appreciate your business and the opportunity to serve you, and would love to talk with you know talk this over with you offline and have the opportunity to to address the situation." You may be the high price high priced player in your market, and I think that's a sound strategic move as a business. You know, it's it's much harder to be profitable being the cheap guy. There's not a lot of money to be made being the cheapest provider in your area. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. The best way to, to do it is not to just ignore it, but to have a public response to it. Uh, but be prepared to say, hey, you know, this is our price. We gave you an estimate up front. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it was more than what you were expecting, but it, it is a fair price and it is what we charge for our services. So, I mean, I wish I had a better answer to that question, but, you know, unfortunately, that's just, that's life in the big city. Sometimes people will write dumb things online. So Craig followed up on his question about the listing getting slapped. Um, they merged the listing, it disappeared, uh, and he says it was because it was a UPS store address. So, yeah, what, what happened was with you, if you're going to, if you're going to be building on a, on a, Sandy Foundation, right, which would be a UPS store, a you know a house address that doesn't even belong to you, um, you know maybe a location that you don't really own or you don't have access to, and you're trying to build on that foundation as you start to improve or as you start to maybe merge your listing or to do more, um, sometimes some red flags are going to get raised and you're going to get hit, and so you, that's why you want to build on a solid foundation, a real address, uh, a real virtual office that has a unique suite number that you control so that you know you're building on something that's sustainable as opposed to something that might get taken away from you from from one day to the next so great questions great feedback I appreciate you guys sticking around throughout the course of the session uh, I'm still here for questions at this point I'm not seeing anything else in the queue question wise so if unless I see a question here in the next couple seconds I'm gonna wrap it up um, Steve says thank you Steve thank you um, have a great 4th of July, everybody. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And um, we'll, be, we'll be continuing the process um, with these weekly sessions, talking about things that are really relevant, trying to cut straight to the point and cover a topic that's, that's really relevant. Uh, right now, I'm looking at next week being about video marketing and how you can start to develop some good videos within your plumbing or HVAC business. And really leverage that video content on YouTube, on social media profiles in order to, to maximize your online presence and maximize the opportunity that video brings to the table. So keep an eye on your emails. You'll get an update as the, as the session comes available. It'll probably be next Wednesday around this same time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all your feedback, and have a great weekend.